Support the Amigos podcast on Patreon or PayPal and receive cool perks and rad swag. Visit our page at everythingamiga.com support. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about Armageddon. Oh, I see what they did there. Yeah. Now, Aaron, this is a game where you pilot various pieces of heavy machinery. That's true. Uh, I'd like to know uh, your experience with piloting anything beyond a car. Well, let's see here. When I worked at the IBM... I would occasionally illegally drive around the forklift truck. Mm. Those are pretty fun. You yeah, drove a forklift. I have. <laughs> and uh, now I drove a small one, and this one controlled very interestingly. There was a a disc yeah. with a handle. That's it. You, That's you, the same yeah, way. I did. Yeah. And so you uh, these things they pilot like a shopping cart or something. Mm-hmm. Real bizarre. Mm-hmm. And I just went to a big empty spot at IBM there because this is when they were shutting it down. They cleared everything out. What are they gonna do? Fire me? I was already getting laid off. So like, right. I'm gonna try one of these suckers out. They got mm-hmm. a fun one that was charged up and just drove it around in the empty area. And it was cool. Did like, you consider a uh, career transition at that point? Oh God, no, because I almost wrecked 20 times. <laughs> you know, I'd, 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 I'd never, I never would do that professionally. And plus I've seen all these fail videos where dudes dump over like big oh, stacks yeah. of crap, you know, you, run. You, and you could kill a guy. You can get in trouble real quick with a forklift. Our forklift areas were like were like, like uh, Indianapolis 500. They were fast, and I mean, people would get hit, stuff would get dropped on them all the time. You know, mm-hmm. so no, I would not want that. I wouldn't, wouldn't be responsible for that sort of uh, for that sort of thing. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I've ever piloted that would be considered heavy machinery. I think that's pretty much the biggest thing I've ever rode. Ever drove. I mean, I've been in helicopters, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't drive. What about you? Uh, when I got married in Thailand, yeah, uh, you know, my wife lives in a rural area, and uh, she got a. Um, they they needed to clear uh, some space to bring in the uh, the speakers and things for the wedding because the wedding's this big party. It lasts three days. Wow. So what they did was they called up the mayor. And yeah. the mayor drove his backhoe down the road yeah. to clear a path through the jungle that, <laughs> that separates each property from the main road yeah. uh, to, to make way for this stuff. So uh, I, I when, when no one was looking, I got into the backhoe slash, uh, I don't know what you call the thing on the front, the earth mover. Yeah. I pretended. Scoop? Yeah, the scoop. I pretended to drive it. So you didn't actually take no, it No, but I made motor sounds with my mouth. Oh, my God, what a geek. This was at your wedding? <laughs> this was at my wedding. I don't know. I like every part of that story. Number one, you get the mayor that shows up with this with this machine. That's yeah. great. I like the mayor just a dude. That's right. And then I like the fact that to get to each property, they had to cut through the jungle with the, mm-hmm. the, the mayor. Because so I, I picture the mayor in like a, 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 a sash. Like the Monopoly like guy. Like a top hat, yeah. you know, and he's driving a backhoe through the jungle. Right. You know, that. That's every, exactly how it was. Every part of that's the best thing I ever heard. <laughs> and then when we had our wedding parade, he was standing in the back of the parade with me firing a gun into the air. Oh, what you had a wedding parade? Oh man. When in Thailand, when you get married in the countryside, yeah. usually the, the groom's family parades from their house to the bride's house. Yeah. Well, of course I'm not from Thailand. So we went to random guy's house and random guy became my family. 
And so I'm dancing down the street, you know, with the umbrella. There's a guy holding an umbrella over my head. Uh-huh. And then in the back, the mayor's just firing a, a 45 into the air. It and seems so. like some marriages, instead of having that sort of parade, they have like a dirge. <laughs> this is the end. People dressed in black. <laughs> and the, and the people, they wouldn't allow a guy to have a gun because he'd probably put it in his own head. But yeah, you know, yeah. Those are your bad marriages. So, yeah. <laughs> That sounds awesome. Marriage parade, road to the jungle, <laughs> Thailand weddings must rule. I'd they say. rule. That, that they sounds were, great. They I'm were sure quite the meal cool. and stuff were outstanding too. Oh man, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll tell you this: uh, the 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 party didn't stop uh, all through the night until four or five in the morning. It was just total. It was Thai disco all night. You would have loved it. You would have loved it. Thai disco. Do they do they do they like some of the same disco songs? Do they have a whole a whole library of Thai specials? It sounds just like your common variety disco song, yeah. except it's sung in Thai. Very so, good. I yeah. could, I could get down with that. Disco is the universal language. It is. It is. It speaks to all. I love it. I love it. Now, yeah. Uh, this. How many years have you been married for? How long now? Uh, We've been married since 2011, so it'll right. be going on eight years now, this year. Now, at some point, like say your 25th way, is there some kind of, do they read, is there a special, like you've been together for 20 years, super parade or anything that oh, goes on? Oh, man. Maybe that, we could create one of those. Because that, we should, can you imagine <laughs> trying that stuff in Hurricane? No. You get the mayor to come up, and we know our mayor, I know him, and he, with a gun, and walk down the street, shooting up in the air with a parade say, full of the people. The gun part we could easily pull off. People would it. think it'd be like Armageddon, you know, or something was going on. Do you think it would be of, like Armageddon? Oh! It all came back together. <laughs> That's right. Amazing. Let's talk about what's been going on over at EverythingAmiga.com this week, Aaron. What's Dreamcatcher been up to? The Dreamcatcher, he focused uh, on the game based on a movie... That's pure, solid, 100% garbage. Mm. Sylvester Stallone's Cobra. Would you say Cobra! Of, of all the uh, the early 80s or mid-80s action movies, you got your Cobra, you got your Commando, you got your Rambo. Yeah. Is Cobra the dirt worst? Well, you've got those C and D level ones that are real bad. Mm. So Cobra's not the dirt worst. Plus, it's got Sly in it. So, yeah. you know, he's, he's good. He's a grungy, like, two-day-old beard... You know, glasses wearing, grease ball type with a gun. I mean, did you ever see Cobra? Oh, gosh, no. It's oh. too violent. I, well, it's dumb 80s sort of violence. Mm. It's a dumb film. And so when you've got a dumb film like that, some sucker's going to buy the license before the film's released <laughs> and then make an, even, an equally dumb game. That's what's happened. Uh, you know, one thing I like about, like, Ocean's the prime example of this, where they'll buy these licenses. They'll, get, they'll license these games uh, before the movie comes out. Sometimes it works with your RoboCops. They get a big hit. And then sometimes it's absolute dreck. And uh, Cobra, which is a movie that also bombed, if you remember that. Famously bombed. Oh. And And, this was after Rambo, right? uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. This this is after Rambo. Uh, But, I mean, it's it's one of those movies that mixes in with other movies. It's just so sort of generically stupid. So Mm -hmm. I don't remember a whole lot about it. I saw it years ago. But it was, you know, Cobra's a super cool military cool guy. You know, it's the usual crap. But the game, I've not played, but it uh, it looks pretty bad. Mm-hmm. So there, there you go. But DK does his usual deep dive. Oh, yeah. But when I, Cobra, you know, that's a great name for a cool guy. Mm-hmm. Cool gun-toting guy. Oh, yeah. You know? And uh, it's, it's uh, he had the cool car. And so I remember the previews for it more than I do the film itself, to be honest with you. But I remember he's got that beard. That looks like you could take his head and like sand down wood with his face. <laughs> you know, it's that kind of that kind of beard there. Woo, look at her. Yeah. So there's there were some good things back in the eighties with that. There you go. So yeah, DK added again. He he's the movie game freaking master, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Well, Aaron, it's time 
I hear the train a coming. It's coming round the bend. It's the gamble train, oh, Aaron. God. It's here to deliver the latest and greatest Amiga news right to your door, Aaron. We've I've scoured the internet this week. Totally scoured the internet for the best stories. And we're going to start things off with this video from Amiga 34. So this is from the Radio Parallax channel. This was a huge event, but Yeah, yeah. This was way, way bigger than anything that uh, that, that I've been to before in terms of the retro scene. It was, oh, gosh. Um, in attendance and stuff? Yeah, yeah. This is bigger than Curly Fries. Massive turnout. Right. If you want a quick uh, kind of uh, you know recap on the event, this thing is only 10 minutes long. Um, you can check it out. Uh, this is I, I watched this, and uh, it's it's a pretty good overview of all the different demos and things that were there. Uh, and so uh, definitely check this out. The name of the video is Amiga 34 Germany in yep. Naus. Mr. Pleasant's in the house. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you know, uh, uh, I don't know how much you uh, did you watch? Did you hear all the news that went down at this thing? You've got people showing off. Uh, Morph OS, the new OS. You've got people show that you've got Cloanto, Hyperion there. They're trying to bury the hatchet. Right. I don't know if you watch uh, on that. You may have this link there, Stevens' uh, video. We're going to talk yeah, about it a little bit we'll later. We'll get into that one in a minute. Yep. Uh, you had all sorts of different types of hardware. I mean, uh, th if there's ever been an event that said the Amiga's back and it's ready to rock and roll, this was it—a big rock star style event. Uh, I've been uh, and I've told the Germans to put this together. Did like a top shelf job organizational masters right and everything about this was top shelf this this would have been fun to go to i have to say i this i looked at this now I, I cried a little it's so good yeah and it's so glorious to see this sort of event if you are a podcast subscriber uh, you can check out i actually called ravi from the show floor and i uh, and, yeah. and talked to him for for about 10 or 15 minutes just about what he saw so if you want uh, a uh, kind of a bird's eye view or i guess a ground level view i don't think ravi was flying around but uh you can check out and this was all the things before the main day on uh, on Sunday. This was all the the things that he saw on the main floor. Uh, Aaron, I thought you'd enjoy this. The Arcade Attack podcast uh, this week is back with an interview with the one and only Hank Nyborg. Yes, I've tried to. It's funny. I tried to befriend uh, Mr. Nyborg. <laughs> Uh, to get, talk to him, and I've never—he's never answered my request because I'm—I'm I'm, I'm small potatoes. He's not returning your calls. But he knows. He must know that I am his biggest, most fervent fan. Love—I love. He's love, the—the man, the genius behind Lionheart. Yeah. The art specialist. Yeah, yeah. So if you, if you're at all interested in uh, his his creative process, of course he he went on to work uh, on several games after Lionheart, but Lionheart is generally considered his greatest achievement as a creative artist. But he's he's very 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 well respected in the art. In in the uh, computer art community. I mean, he's like one of the top guys. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, he's tremendous. I, you ever listen to Arcade Attack? I've not. I've not I have. heard the show. I've got them on my on my list. I pulled down every. Yeah. So I'm, I haven't heard this one yet. Though. I can't wait to hear it. Cool. I'm cool. a big fan of the Nor of the Norberg. Uh, one of the guys that I met over in Ireland last year, his name is Tomas, uh, and he's from yeah. Poland, and he's one of the guys behind K and A Plus. Oh yeah, uh, KNA Plus is a uh, Polish uh, magazine that uh, talks about uh, the Commodore and the Amiga, and it is the by far the best produced magazine uh, I've ever seen in terms of the paper quality, in terms of the layout. Um, they produce a Polish version, and then it is translated by volunteers and produced in an English version. The newest version was just released, number 14. Uh, they are currently working on the English translation, but you can follow these guys on Twitter, Commodo. 
Komoda, Komoda. I don't know how you say it. It's spelled it's weirdly. Komoda. It's like a dragon, right? That's <laughs> Komodo. And, um, and uh, but you can follow these guys on Twitter, KA Plus Magazine, to uh, get up to date with that. They sell these things. They they got to sell them below cost. Uh, for the quality of they're this, this magazine, we've been, we've they're, they're super great. Yeah, 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 they're, yeah. They're gold, and the translations are are pretty solid. Absolutely, I remember there was a couple of niggles in there, but for the most part, it's good. I mean, it's not like you're going to be like, oh, I can't read it. It's, mm -hmm. it's totally fine. Good stuff. I yeah, agree. yeah, yeah. And it is silky smooth, nice, nice pages. All looks good. Now this next, this is not directly related to the Amiga, but it sort of is. Yeah. Aaron, Team Batman is back. The Batman oh, group. Man. I bet I bet fell out of my chair when I saw this. I know exactly what you got. So here. The, I, you know, they they've recently made headlines all around the retro world with their stellar port of the Amiga title uh, Pinball Dreams to yeah. the CPC. <laughs> oh man! They're doing it again, Aaron. They are attempting to create. Actually, this is this is less a port than almost a brand new game, wouldn't you say? Yeah. This is their version of a a, a game sort of like Lotus, inspired inspired by, by Lotus. Uh, for the CPC, and this thing looks freaking amazing. This looks straight off like a, a, a PlayStation yeah. or something. It's unbelievable. When I saw this footage, and I, I believe these guys, if anyone else puts this footage out, I'm like, I'm not buying it. Right. When these guys put it out, this makes, this is outstanding. I mean, this is, you're right up there in terms of graphically, you haven't played it, but I mean, graphically, this is up there with anything you would have seen on the 16 bits. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a top shelf looking piece of work. Uh, I don't know when they plan on releasing this, but clearly it's well into the development uh, because uh, it is impressive. Uh, you know, uh, uh, me and Brent, I did a little research on uh, th that group and watched some of their demos because me and Brent were, were working on an ARG with them uh, with their with uh, Pinball Dreams, and uh, they're quite an interesting bunch. They really, they've done some remarkable stuff. They're a pretty big group, too. I mean, these guys have the tools and the talent. Yeah. I can tell you, I don't have you played the... Pinball Dreams on the Amstrad yet? Man, I've been dying to, uh, to to download an emulator and try it. I mean, out. obviously we don't have an Amstrad, yeah. but we I, I did play it for the mm -hmm. show, and I can tell you, uh, just to give them their nod, this is an unbelievable uh, uh, rendition of the game. The ball physics and stuff are are top shelf. It's just a top shelf effort. Something you no one probably could have ever imagined that you could have done with an Amstrad. Now, me and you don't know much about the Amstrad. No, uh, but I can tell you. Uh, uh, this would have blown any eight bit out of water. It was stunning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no so, contest. And so if no they, if, if the video that they've released here with this uh, car, un, unknown car game comes to fruition, this is going to be the high water mark for all eight bits. I mean, across the board in terms of graphics and uh, uh, you know, and the way motion is done and stuff. It was unbelievable. So I can't wait. I can't wait to see that. I also like the use of the word code porn. <laughs> It's very evocative. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, you know, like I said, not directly Amiga related, but if you are in the Amiga scene, uh, you're going to be tangentially interested in in, in in this in watching this come to fruition. And these guys sure. have done a lot of demos on the Amiga. So yeah. And it's not like the Amiga is uh, one of their you know top top platforms. We need to get them over to us. Right. Right. And finally, Aaron, I just wanted to give a shout out to our boy Neil over at Indie Retro News. Uh, he's celebrating the seventh anniversary of Indie Retro News, uh, 13.8 million views. Yeah, it's a, it's very impressive. Of course, listen, uh, when you get the job done, people show up. Yeah. You know, and uh, Indie Retro News uh, is the place people go for news on your retro systems, and they always release it quick, 
it's always out there and it's it's always solid. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean you get good things happen to people that do a good job. Yeah, yeah. You so know, congrats and, and to I, I've talked to Neil a few times and uh, he's a he's a decent guy and uh, he was actually I think he was in our chat uh, last week too. So he's a which was nice. He came to pay us a visit. So he. He's a, he, he puts out a, a good quality page, there's no doubt. Yeah, yeah. And the last bit of Amiga news this week uh, related to the one and only Gamble Train itself. If oh, you geez. go on over to AmigaTees.com, Aaron, I'm proud to announce the official Gamble Train 3000 t-shirt is now available. Oh, Lord. Uh, so uh, I've ordered myself one of these. Good luck explaining this to whoever sees you in it. Uh, I've, I've also ordered one of these for you, Aaron, no. to, to, to wear with, with pride. Oh, no. Um, you, can, uh, you, can, you can wear the Gamble Train around town, and when people look at you and wonder, just know that it's more of an aww. It's a, no, it's a, more yeah. like an aww. <laughs> He's got problems. Aww. Look what he wore. No, Poor guy. No, absolutely not. The Gamble Train t-shirt is ready for action. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know. Support the Amigos podcast. And this is, I'm just going to, you know, I'm an arcade nut, you know. And I saw this announced on Indy. And they are beginning work on a version, an Amiga version of, of uh, uh, Kung Fu, the, uh, uh, what's that called? The, you know, Kung the, Fu Master. Kung Fu Master, mm-hmm. yes. I love that game in the arcade. And so I'm excited for a good quality Amiga version to go with the Rygar. Yeah. Uh, I think that'll be an awesome. And that's a, that's a fun game that not too many people talk about anymore. Yeah. Uh, did you like that one? I, you know, I I remember you telling me last week Rygar was incredibly difficult. I've yet to play the arcade version. I'll have to give it a whirl yeah. on the arcade machine. What about Kung Fu Master? Oh. I played Kung Fu Master. I know, I know. Come on, you, man. Is it one of the ones on your wall? Like, yeah, yeah I've got it right was. there on the we got the box you know, version. Uh, also, it's got... Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's uh, the song. That's all soundtrack. you need. Yeah. That's all you need. And that man. interspersed with... Oh! Yeah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. So I'm excited about that. I'm glad Amiga uh, development's picking up. Yeah. And I suspect after 34, that, that just wound up, just to touch back on that for a minute, this is the biggest Amiga event that I can remember for a, quite a while. Mm-hmm. And I don't just mean in terms of people showing up, just in terms of people that were developing stuff, people releasing projects they're doing, uh, and people uh, you know, showing up to hear these various talks and a lot of goodwill. And so I'm hoping that we can build off this going forwards because this, this was the event that maybe be, might usher in a new era. Right. It seems like maybe the new era is here. Mm-hmm. You know? It's crazy when we started doing this a while back if you just said, and I don't know how long we've been doing this, five or six years, that if you told me that there'd be a huge event with tons of new hardware coming out, I'd have been like, you're nuts. Right. Are you nuts? You know, and so it shows you how things can change like that. Yeah. It's that quick. Yeah. Aaron, it's time to talk about this week's game of the week. Oh, man. Let's talk Armageddon. Mm. Oh. I'm guessing you not played this before, Boaster. No. Mm-hmm. No, this now, was my first go-round. I will say, uh, and you'll be shocked to know this after you hear what I have to say about this game, but I bought this game uh, years and years ago in a store. Was that you, you, bought, copy you bought the for the Amiga? For the Amiga, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, of course. Are you kidding? Uh, and um, so I was there all the way back. Well, it was actually several years after this when I bought it, but it was uh, this came, uh, came out or debuted in 91. Now, Bo, get this. This is kind of interesting. This was actually published and developed by Psygnosis. This is one of the games that Psygnosis actually developed. Uh, they didn't develop a ton of games. Um, they did, and it's funny because I've heard of a couple of these, but I've never heard of this one. Aqua Ventura was mm. one. You ever heard of that no. one? No. Uh, Barbarian. Heard of that. Infestation. 
Terror Pods, which that's another way to hurt. And I don't, I think they also did Armageddon 2, but I, I'm not 100% sure on that one. Okay. Uh, and so, uh, you, they, didn't do, they didn't develop a ton of their own games in-house. They were mostly a publisher. Now, the uh, coder on this was a guy named Ed C.O. S.C.I.O. Is that right? C.O.? Mm-hmm. Uh, he, uh, looking over his, uh, uh, excuse me, he was a coder and artist. He, he did a couple things we looked at, it, but the one that comes out of my mind uh, was uh, Amiga Soccer, which I played that, and he also did international soccer. He did lots of soccer games. The other coder was a guy named Paul Hunter. He pretty much did the same, about the same amount of stuff. These guys worked on a lot of the same games together. The painting on the front of the box, and also that's sort of digitizing the game, was done by a fellow named Ian Naylor. Which I've heard of him. Really, I always I, I so he did that um, that kind of uh, the still shot at the beginning. Yeah, there. yeah. I th- well, I think I'm pretty sure that the box art's the same as that as that as that. I think they sort of digitized okay. it or whatever in there. Uh, this ran on the ECS OCS <clears throat> uh, and was converted over to the or the conversion list is unknown. So there's no no one knows for sure. So it was either converted to or converted from the Atari ST. You've also got the PC version of this mm-hmm. game, which I actually. Had a look at the PC version of this, uh, just briefly, just loaded it up. That and guess what? I sucked at that one too. I might add. So, <clears throat> what is Armageddon? Now, this has a, a crazy backstory that plays in the movie. Now, you watch that movie at the beginning of this. Do you want to describe the movie to everybody? So, the movie starts with a. Um, it looks. It's sort of Star Wars esque, where you have a big ship flying across, and then there's a pod that breaks off it and and, and goes down to the planet. Right. That's basically the movie. So here's what this means. Because I saw this for years, and I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And I swear to you, Boat, I swear to you. I think they just had a cool demo. And they, they just strapped it to it's the front It's got nothing to do with the game. So here's the plot. Did you read the, any of the docs on this? I'm assuming you read the technical docs, but not the flavor text. I, I, I read some of the flavor text, but I can use a refresher. Okay. Uh, okay. A power-crazed entity is developing a devastating energy beam to wipe out all unprotected life on Earth. This is on the back of the box. That's not really true. So let me tell you the exact plot in this thing. There was a huge war, okay? And people that had the jack were sheltered. They got in shelters before the war went down. And they left everyone else to get screwed. Right. This is your typical plot for post Well, here's the non-typical part. So what's happened is all the people that were that were not in the shelters were like, these people in these shelters are jerks. Right. Screw them. Mm-hmm. And so they get this uh, this dormant satellite and they rig it up to drop a to, to, to basically nuke everyone in these dwellings. Yeah. Right? You play one of the guys in the dwelling, so you're oh. sort of a jerk. <laughs> you know, you're sort of one of the privileged people. Right. And you're waging war against the non-privileged. You're waging scum. war against the people that have been living like in Doom World right. for the past X oh amount of years. Now. The beginning image, what you've got is that ship comes in, and then a, a, a pod comes off of it, and then a, a missile comes out and shoots and blows up the main ship, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in the docks, it says what this was was a test run of the new super weapon. Mm. That ship that was coming back was a mining ship that was coming back to Earth. Their miners were tired. They'd been out mining in space, space mining. I love it. And then uh, the uh, that thing that popped off the front was like an escape pod that just sort of jettisoned automatically, and no one knows that. Then they got blown up. Now, that is a weak effort in terms of tying that into the story. Yes, yes. You know, so I have the suspicion that that was just a cool video. They're like, hey, look at this. <laughs> you know, I can make this I can make this thing uh, go do something. So, <clears throat> after this uh, opening, 
you are thrust into Armageddon. Now this game has some interesting options. Uh, the option screen is actually pretty cool. It's got the Armageddon logo with it, and various armaments will roll behind it, mm -hmm. and it's kind of cool looking. Yeah. You can put it on training regular mode, and you can also one. This is one of those games I've never done this by the way, but you can actually have head on head to head uh, serial connection battles with another human. Yeah. I suspect that is where the game would shine the most. Mm -hmm. That I seems agree. like it would probably be pretty fun. Uh, the actual game itself is the it's. I would describe this game as a very deep, non-deep game. Does that make any yeah. sense? Mm -hmm. Uh, you have the ability to you you of course you're playing the privileged sheltered bunch right and so you've got to get your people to start building weapons and and uh, uh, vehicles for you to use to go out and take out this to take out the facility that's going to have the have your your uh, shelter destroyed mm -hmm. right um, you have a ton of tons and tons of stuff you can look into you got You've got tanks, light tanks, hover tanks, hover cars, helicopters, jets, bombers, mm -hmm. uh, all sorts of different refueling possibilities, different sorts of ammo, lasers. You've got mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. Now, when you start the game, you don't start with all this stuff. What you do is you have to you have to research a lot of it. And so you've got a staff of scientists and you've got a staff of like engineers. And you one of the aspects of this game is basically going in and having them do the research on the stuff that you want to develop. And then once it's developed, you can use it. All right. You got that so far. So you've all aside from that, so you've got an R and D division, mm -hmm. okay? You've got an intelligence division that will let you look at uh where things are at on a on a map. Uh, and you can zoom in and out. It's pretty nice. Uh so you've got that. And when you start the when you actually go into the game there's this sort of revolving it looks like something out of Battlestar Galactica. It does. Doesn't it? It's like yeah. a vector. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, on the one hand, it looks cool, and on the other hand, it's utterly useless. I'm, I'm guessing at some point there could be a use for it, but for me, I just like, man, that thing's moving fast. Yeah, you've got to stop it. To I usually slow to, it yeah, down. Yeah. Just, I don't even know why. It's like, I don't need this to go that fast. So then what you've got is uh, the it's time to go out and do something. Okay, now... Uh, Again, you can have multiple vehicles, and this game simulates all the vehicles. Then they're all sort of this; they're all different, but they're all sort of the same. Mm -hmm. They all sort of control. They've got the, the same, same controls, setup. which is yeah. which is a positive. That is a positive. The negative is you have to have uh, a, a ream of paper to determine all these keys mm -hmm. that you need to memorize because this thing is heavily keyboard dependent. Don't don't even think about pirating this thing without having the dots. Right. Even I knew that. Like having mm -hmm. owned it, I was like, I didn't even try to play this without looking. Yeah. Because you can't even get anywhere. Right. Because you have to start the motor, and you mm -hmm. have to hit the plus button to fire up the engine. Yeah. You have to figure out how to target stuff and how to toggle your weapons. Mm -hmm. So, let's say you take out a jet fighter. You go out and fly around, and the enemy's all over the place, and you and you engage them. And what and ultimately what you want to do is cripple the enemy's ability to to get this weapon going to give your guys enough time to develop the stuff you need so you can to, to blow up their yeah, bomb destroy the plebeians <clears throat> yeah right um, here's the gimmick okay so that's all well and good go out destroy stuff and I will and we'll get to the actual controls and stuff in a minute the gimmick this game has got going for it and this is very unusual is that you can control up to six different vehicles simultaneously right uh, and toggle through them. This is quite impressive from a, a programming standpoint. 
I, I don't know. That's a, there's a lot going on right there. Because essentially what you do is you you pilot your first vehicle, you sort of park it where you want to leave it, then you switch to another Right, vehicle. but I mean, still, you've got them all out there, and you can actually move them. They're not moving without you, okay? Right. I mean, they're... they're not. Re it's not simultaneous control. It's, it's unusual. It's unusual. Sure. I'll give you that. So, before I get into this any further, you're initial thoughts and how did you approach the game cold as it were because i had played this for a little bit um my initial thoughts were this is cool because uh well before i even started playing the game whenever we have games like this i usually spend an afternoon and just download the docs and read the docs, just so I can get an idea of what I'm doing when I dive right in. These are pretty, pretty good docs. Yeah, yeah. I knew I, we were screwed when there <laughs> were, when when there were no video explanations or playthroughs of any there substance. There are none. There are none. I there was, are some people showing the very very end, which I had not seen. The uh, I I so what I actually had to do in order to get a clip of any substance is that what we are watching right now is actually my playthrough hey. of the game. Uh, such as it is. Um, this game is... It's hamstrung by a number of factors. One, even though the docks on um, the piloting of your craft are pretty good, the um, they give you a page on how to get started. Yeah. And this page is highly uh, light on detail. Um, and I don't know if that's the fault of the person writing the documents or the people that program the game, because I'm quite sure they're not the same person. <laughs> if they were, I think they would have been written differently. You think they you think it was a hodgepodge? <laughs> yeah. Um, what you have to do at first is you have to destroy, uh, there are these, these um, oh, I can't remember what the docs call them, but there are these installations just off an airstrip that you have to destroy. Yeah. And uh, what the docs tell you to do is they're like, uh, go to the map and click on the airstrip. Yeah. Well, the airstrip is like six miles long, yeah. and there's no indication whatsoever yeah. on it, where exactly you're supposed to that click is, that is a, yes. to set your waypoints. Because the idea is that you set your waypoints where you want to uh, engage these these targets, and then you go and you blow them up. Uh, I was never able to actually find where those targets were on the airstrip because on the overhead map, they don't show you. Um, and that's a real failure. You know, the, the rotating map at the beginning of the game should have shown you all of the targets that you're supposed to destroy. It does show incoming targets. To be, to, I will say that. Well, it, it shows you the enemy. Right. But the enemy doesn't mean anything. I right. mean, the enemy, it shows you bogeys that are, yeah. that are coming to get you. Yeah. Because they're not going to wait around yeah. for you. Here's the other problem with this game. Right out of the gate, they give you no opportunity to become familiar with the controls of your craft. You can start the game, and then five seconds later, you are under attack. And if you don't start moving, yeah. you're going to get blown up, and you're going to die. You can if you're if you're trying to sit there and understand what how to start the car, start the plane, whatever. You can get blown up right where you sit. Yeah, be moving. Right. That, you know, it's they, there is no buffer. Yeah, the enemy's on you. Yeah. Hey, listen, you're a privileged jerk. Is what you deserve. Oh yeah, I mean this is <laughs> this is definitely one of the more unique plots in that you are you basically you're not playing the typical uh, you know. Um, repressed minority you're playing the uh the uh elite yeah the elite the you know I, I, how long did it take you to, to figure out did you have the key shortcuts sitting out before you started even so what this? yeah what i actually did was i used this was very similar to frank bruno's boxing on the zx spectrum where i yeah. used a combination of keyboard commands and joystick controls yeah. to, to maneuver my craft uh this game is funny you end up using the joystick the mouse and the keyboard right 
And I know I don't. Did you? This I had to ask. Did you try training mode? I did, and I could not tell the difference between training mode and training the real mode game. Training mode pretty much unlocks everything. You know, the, research. Oh, okay. That's one of okay. the things it does. Um, when I bought this game all those years ago, I wanted some kind of arcade, sort of like an arcade combat, like a battle zone to the next level. That's what level. I hoped. Yeah. And one of the things that this uh, the problem I have is the, is the actual combat in this is extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a heck. I did manage to find the enemy. I did manage because again, I played this years ago, but I had a you know I sucked at it. But the enemy is better at shooting, flying, being evasive, shooting you from distance, everything. Yeah. yeah. And no matter what I payloaded, I loaded in because you can choose the kind of uh, payload. You can have lasers or bullets or missiles or bombs. You can have all kinds of stuff. But the enemy was very tenacious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and very good at knocking you out of the sky. And so you're going to go through a bunch of vehicles. Now, I read some walkthroughs on this to try to do a better job than I did back in the day. And I, di- I did not do any better, to be honest with you. But they did give me some hints as to what you should attack first, what to slow the enemy down with first. But I found the enemies in this to be quite relentless. Mm-hmm. And and while the control is is okay, uh, it's not... This is the one of those ma- jack of all trades, masters of none sort of affairs. Like the simulation of the tank, the hover tank, the helicopter, the plane. It's basically the same screen with some, with, and it can control differently. But I mean, uh, the control hotkeys are the same. Right. And it's it's that is kind of weird. Well, you have to make sacrifices because yeah. you know you you you've got to make it not. T- the 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 real problem comes from the fact that. Um, the the aerial based craft are so difficult to control. Even the helicopter, which in theory should be the easiest to control, you can still crash fairly easily. Yeah, um, it's no good um, because I couldn't figure out exactly what I was supposed to be targeting on the airstrip. I couldn't even you know like ideally you'd start the game you, you you know you fly to the airstrip and it should look like Star Fox so in Star Fox when, awesome. when there's something that you want to target it's flashing yellow yeah. and blue and it's like this is the thing in this game you don't get any of that um, and so that was very frustrating I could this game could have been I don't want to say it could have been great because even with this stuff I don't think it would have been a great game but it could have been okay if they would have made your objectives easier to ascertain the sad truth is this game's got good graphics Right, I mean, there you could see what's going on. It's for that for the type of game it is. It looks nice. It mm-hmm. it runs well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I had to agree with you. I just, it, the fun factor for me was not there. Yeah. If I could be like Game Pro Magazine, the fun factor on this is a two. Yeah. It's 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 just it wasn't fun, uh, and the difficulty. You know, it is difficult. I wonder if me not. I wonder how much of it is just me sucking versus it's just really hard. Uh, because I had the exact same problem when I was younger, and I sucked less then. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know. This is one of these games that I can, I can, I can tell the the people writing reviews on Lemon. This is your classic uh, negative stereotype of a gamer in action, where there's lots of people that are like, "This game's way too difficult," and then there will be guys that are like, "You guys just suck." I completed this game, and I'm yeah. the man. And, and, I, and I read plenty of people that had that had they showed you the formula. Here's mm-hmm. how you do it. Well, I mean, I knew the formula. I just couldn't implement the formula. Yeah. yeah. You know, it it was frustrating. Uh, there is a cheat mode in this. Uh, I don't know if you actually tried it. Uh, it gives you unlimited uh, credits. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it would have helped me. I, I saw that and I, no, I did not implement. No. 
Uh, I don't like these games that have this many. You know, I like my simulators. I like wing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to do anything except fly around and be cool. Yeah. So I don't want any other. I mean, I'm not a simulation guy, and so I had a heads up. So somebody sent me a note said, "Listen, we're going to be doing this in, in a couple weeks. Give yourself some time." And like I said, I was familiar with it, and I knew right away. I was like, "Well, I'm screwed," mm-hmm. because having played this for, for a while. I never got any good at it, and so and and that didn't change. I, I would love to see somebody that's good at this game to make a video, uh, just showing what to do. I mean, even though we're done with this with this review, I'd love to just see it, just so I can know, and then I might be more apt to go back to it once I figure out what it, what it is exactly I'm supposed to be doing. I will say the PC version. This is pretty similar mm-hmm. with a cruddy sound. Uh, I didn't try the ST version, obviously. Yeah. The game looks good. Yeah. I mean, 91, the game looks good. It runs sounds smoothly. Good, yeah. yeah, it sounds good. Uh, the, the programming is, is pretty solid. Yeah, it did get a sequel, uh, which was called Armageddon 2. It's called like Operation Hellfire or something like that. Oh, codename Hellfire. Uh, I did not own this one for the obvious reasons. I did look this one. I actually played a little bit of it. And uh, it's it looks, it looks pretty similar, if I'm completely honest with you. It's funny, when this came out, uh, uh, it was not super well-received. I mean, I guess this is a good way to put it. So, uh, review-wise, the folks on a lemon, as you mentioned, and I will say before I go over these, the head-to-head might be gangbusters, and mm-hmm. I haven't tried that. So, I'm going to... That part might be fun. I yeah. will say that. So, that might be the redeeming quality of this game. And one of these days, put this on the list. Mm. Um, so, uh, Lemon gave it an 8.18. Uh, Amiga Action uh, gave it a 91. Amiga Format gave it an 85. Uh, Amiga Power gave it an 87. You can see the trend here. I see you and me gave it an 81. Uh, and Amiga Joker, 69. They don't screw around over there. No. <laughs> In Germany. Computer Gaming World gave it uh, 2 out of 5 stars. Uh, and the general consensus is, sort of like what I said at the beginning, there's, there's something here, but it's not super deep. And what is here is not necessarily super fun. Yeah. So 100%. There you go. Let's talk about what's been going on on the Discord as far as our user reviews. Yeah, let's see what we got Okay. Chris Folds says, Back in the day, I loved my simulators. And when this came out with its slick intro and for the Amiga Good 3D, I was all over it. Going back to it today, it's slow and difficult affair. And I think newcomers to the game will be instantly put off. But if you can put on your 90s head and work through it, a decent game still remains, though sadly I no longer have the time or patience. 7 out of 10. Free Lunch writes, This is the kind of game you pick over another more frivolous, i.e. fun, title in the store. At which point you run home, boot it up, and try for months to convince yourself you really like it. I've been Man, there free lunch. He's reading my mind <laughs> yeah. when I bought this. That's, he is putting it, that's exactly what I did. Yeah. Full disclosure, never played it back then. Couldn't handle more than a few minutes now. Score I would tell others back then so I would feel smart. 10 out of 10. Score that reflects how I really feel down deep in my heart. 2 out of 10. Oh, that's brutal. This is one of the first Amiga games I bought. And this is also one of the first Amiga games that I sold. This was gone. This, I did, and it didn't make the transition into my closet. I mean, mm. it was, I was like, this, I don't like it. How did, you, how did you sell games back in the day? Oh, gosh. Who did I sell this to? It was what I knew Amiga people, and so I sold. I, I may have even lent it to somebody, but wherever it is, I don't got it no more. Mm. So it was it hit the it hit the road. It just it was. 
it, like I said, patient got lots of time, Aaron, from the 90s. He didn't like this, and so I knew impatient jerk Aaron with no time was not <laughs> going to be down, and so I was correct, Vogue, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I'm, I'm not killing it. It does a lot of things that I like, but it's to me, it was just a little bit too tedious and uh, too difficult. Yeah, yeah. Um, Aaron, we got a new Patreon supporter this week. Oh, spectacular. Yeah, this is, uh, I think, one of our first guys from the great country of Iceland. Ooh, neat. Yeah, yeah. His name is Bjorgvin Knudsen. You want to you wanna improve upon that? Bjorgvin Gnosnen. Mm, yeah, I yeah, like it. Yeah. He says, uh, been a huge fan ever since the glorious Jockey Wilson episode. Yeah. That was one of the great <laughs> I ones. I love that one. Uh, thanks for all the great content and for keeping the Amiga and Spectrum alive. He's also supporting us on uh, our Sinclair oh, as well. Oh, beautiful. Thank yeah. you. You're a fan from Iceland, Bjorgvin. Um, so, Aaron, last week uh, I made an attempt to just read our supporter names straight, and uh, you you convinced me to read them in a wacky way. It was wacky. But I do want to read them straight this week because I just want to make sure, and uh, every once in a while, uh, just honestly thank these guys and not in a uh, silly song-like way, although that will be returning. And your voice is damaged. Damaged My voice is, is it's a little it's a little down. That last today. tune you sang, it gutted you to a certain degree. It's what happened to Henry Nelson. Is that what you know, it was? That's what happened. He started singing the Patreon song too Man. often. So, here we go, Aaron. Bjorgvin Gnudsen, <laughs> Terry Howard, Reflection, Ooh. Simon Letch, Cap'n Crispy, Kilobytes, and Caffeine, Mike W., Deckard Threepwood, Gary Heather, Free Lunch, Kate Fox, David Pickford, Cameron Armstrong, Andy Jones, Lob Sterminator, Craig McClelland, 10-minute Amiga Retrocast, Counting Virtual Sheep, Bernard Quinn, Retro Man Cave, Tim Drew, Simon Rose, Joseph Harrison, Kyle Etter, Rob O'Hara, Howard Nibbs, Matthew Larimore, Andy Craig, Seanzo, Darren Lomax, Colin419, Barkbit, Roland Burke, Andrew Monks, Joe the Zombie, John Cook, Leaf Killand, Oh, I'm sorry, Leif. Leif Killand. Yeah, right. Yep. Alan Kebab, Chakote, Level Lord, John Marshall, Matthew Perron, Ricky DeRocher, Creepy Dead Boy, Figgy, CTZ, The Slow Norris, Stefan Sorgard Mortensen, Edvin Helland, Blendo75, Christopher Hassal, Ravi Abbott, Chris Folds, Dreamcatcher, Laurent Giroux, Graham W. Bebke, Lane Denson, Adam Battersby, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Gary Hucker, C. Brian Jones, Paul Bossman Harrington, Duncan Styles, Tapes from the Crypt, Josh Nan, Adam Bradley, Jonas Rulo, THT, Eric Nelson, Kim Tommy Humbertstad, Daniel Bingston, Brutal Barracuda, Darren Coles, Jason Warns, Pixels at Dawn, and Coolborn Barbie. All right. <laughs> so, uh, we want to thank all of you for supporting uh, Amigos on uh, Patreon or on PayPal, whichever you'd like. Thank you. And um, next week, Aaron, it's Shooter Week down <laughs> south. Have you seen those? Uh, have you seen Down those? South. Yeah. What's that mean? <laughs> have you seen those? Um, they're on the, uh, the the Greenbrier ads. It's like it's sleepy time down south. 
No, it's just, it just makes it's my not skin the crawl. South. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, the we're South. not the South. We try and market ourselves, which I don't know. To be fair, though, it is always sleepy time. They got it's that part true. right. That's true. It's sleepy time in West Virginia, day and night. <laughs> um, next week, Aaron, we are going to be playing. Oh. Q Prince dopey music when he tries to figure out what's happening. <laughs> Keep looking, boat. No, it's right here. Uh, Apocalypse. Oh, okay. Yeah, have you played this one no, before? This no, was I don't uh, know that picked one. by Amigos Game Selection Committee member Graham W. Vebke. Our good buddy. Yeah, Our yeah. Good, good buddy. So that should be good. Uh, we will be recording again at a later date uh, next week. Uh, we'll be recording on Sunday for one more week. So for those of you in Europe, uh, you can tune in at a time that's not quite so in the middle of the night. Um, and we may be back on Twitch or we may be back on YouTube. Uncertain, uncertain. There but, was some unpleasantness. Yeah. But uh, feel free to subscribe to our Twitch channel at uh, Amigos Podcast. Uh, that's where we always stream all of our, all of our shows um, when we are on Twitch. And uh, Aaron, before we go, do you want to talk a little bit about what's been going on on the old YouTube channel? Uh, sure, man. Well, let's go ahead and do it. You just remembered that, didn't you? I did. I, did. <laughs> I love it. Well, we had a pretty uh, interesting week, and you did some. Uh, you let's go ahead and just start from the top. Since okay. You just did it. So, so tell us what you yeah, did. Yeah, last night uh, as part of the big deal <laughs> that went down to get uh, your a uh, big stack of Amigas. Uh, we also got a Silicon Dang. Graphics workstation and a couple yeah. a couple old Macs. So uh, I decided to bust out one of these uh, G3s from the closet and uh, see uh, if it worked, uh, what was inside of it, kind of put it through its paces. Uh, this, you know, the G3 is uh, the, the first uh, Power Mac that was released after Steve Jobs' triumphant return, and it, it boasts a very clever case design in which you basically undo a latch and the whole motherboard just folds down, uh, which makes it great to film because everything's right there in front of you. So what I do is I, I take out all the RAM. This thing's got 640 megabytes of RAM in it. It's does this thing have a Rage uh, ATI card? It in does. It? It's got a 128 meg those Rage things are, ATI those things card. Were, that was the official card. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was the stock card. This thing also came with a SCSI card installed, which I thought was kind of neat. Oh, the drives IDE in? The drives are IDE. Maybe he had a scanner or something hooked up. Yeah, you know? yeah. There were two drives in this thing: a, a 12 gig, which was the primary drive, and then a 40 gig uh, backup or a content drive I guess Fancy. Uh, and uh, I have not looked to see the content of those drives but I will and I will be back uh, with a, uh, a a new episode of this this series it's a lot of fun to get in there with some compressed air and a, and a toothbrush and scrub everything down and uh, and, and make everything how come cool. you're not wearing patented retro man cave black burglar gloves that's true I, I need to I need you to steal his gimmick I need to inquire about where he gets those those gloves from also you didn't recap this board that's true <laughs> that's <laughs> I don't see that happening as a boat no no we don't no. think we recap caps our heads after we take our hats off. That's right. That's right. But if you're at all interested, this is a, this is a, I, it's under the Taze Valley Classic Computer Club moniker because it did, it did go down on a Saturday night. I find this a, a, a humorous and amazing. It's a new bad mouth, my efforts of doing computer repair at the classic, get the classic gaming club, computer club. I did it to honor your memory. Thank you. I'm not dead. Oh. Well, the jury's still out on yeah, that. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, next, Aaron. Uh, yeah, how was this, Boast? The, the big news in the ZX Spectrum community was uh, last week a new version of Bruce Lee was released. Oh, this is this man. is this is not a new game. This is a sort of a facelift where uh, the sprites were redrawn uh, with much more detail. Yeah, uh, if you recall, our first episode of uh, Our Sinclair was Bruce Lee, episode one. Uh, this is uh, you know on the 
on the face of it, it looks better. It's the same game underneath. Yeah. But uh, I did enjoy the fact that the green Yamo is now green. Yeah. As uh, a, a big improvement. This looks real. This looks top shelf to me. And of course, man. I could play Bruce Lee anytime, Listen, anywhere. It, 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 this is was this the first game we did on this. this yeah. Player yeah. Yeah. So and I, I saw that actually the author had chimed in or the he guy did. that he, did the he work. He commented on, on on the video and Very so good. I love that. Uh, you know I play and uh, and and you know I, I don't get too too far but but I have a I good time. I can see that. I'm watching your gameplay here. <laughs> Bruce Lee looks like he's had a rough night. <laughs> so anyway, there's that. Uh, let's see what else we've got going on on the old channel. Chris Folds puts up a uh, this is a new PD game. Um, and, uh, PD's it's got, come a long way, yeah, hasn't it, it, It's got none of the things that this ad just showed. Um, but uh, it is uh, this is a racing game called Max Downforce. Uh, and uh, Chris Folds uh, lays down some commentary why he plays it. It looks very good. It runs very fast. Um, I'm a big fan of any kind of uh, behind-the-back racing game in the grand pole position Lotus tradition. This has a real uh, nutty art style. I mean, really, it looks smooth, but basic it's real this is the thing now right mm -hmm. these sorts of games it, but i mean it's it looks it looks real good doesn't it yeah yeah it's funny though this looks much more remedial than the uh amstrad game coming out from it does. the batman group it, it, it <laughs> does <laughs> but yeah it looks this looks like sort of like a a, a turbo or a, a sort of a, or a or a pole positioning type game it's i like the tunnels i i, I have to give this in a whirl yeah pd that's unbelievable that's i mean that right there is pd is alive and well in yeah, 2019 i love it i love it man all right and uh obviously because of uh yeah technical difficulties the um the uh oh no we can talk about arg from last week last week aaron oh geez i hate this i get so <laughs> confused i wish that they just put all your videos on your channel yeah, page you know how it goes but Talk so, to me about the Amstrad on ARG. Oh Aaron. man, we we sort of touched this earlier. Me and the Brent, it was chat choice this week. You mm -hmm. know the chat, they're choosing the good stuff, and this time around they chose that we would once again have a go at the Amstrad. Now Brent wasn't on when we played the Amstrad the first right, time, but right. And do you remember what we played on the Amstrad? Did we play uh, 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 Chucky Egg? Was that the Amstrad I think, game? No, no, I think that was on the Beeb. I can't oh, remember what right. we did on the CPC. I can't remember, yeah. but this time around we did. Brent picked Roland goes digging. Uh, so hopefully the rolling people don't come calling because mm -hmm. they have a bunch of games. Yeah, and yeah. then we also did because I, I had I couldn't pass this opportunity up, and the timing was perfect. So I did a, a uh, I took a look at the new uh, Pinball Dreams mm -hmm. uh, from the Batman Group, and guess what? It's the bomb. The bomb. I told you every all the hype you've heard. It's it, well well founded. Uh, this thing ran like a dream. The uh, the in fact in some ways. Uh, since there was less scrolling, it was actually a little bit easier to line. I found it a little bit easier to line my shots up. You know, one thing I liked about the original Pinball Dreams, and we both agreed on this, is that the display in that, the DMD, took up less space than the ones that came after it. And right. so you had more screen real estate. Right. And uh, it's, hey, listen, it holds true. Uh, the the lower resolution, this means you're not going to get the, uh, you, the, the the wording on the pinball table itself is, is, is abbreviated. Mm-hmm. But uh, aside from you know, of course you're getting, you're at a lower res. But aside from that, it looks it looks and plays great. And I'm I'm with you. My favorite of the pinball series from these guys are pinball dreams, just because of the alphanumeric versus the DMD display. Yeah, I, I mean I like the DMD. It's awesome, but it's just that real estate it takes up. Yeah. It's, it, it's funny that little extra that maybe and, and we're in the minority on that boat. I will say I did not enjoy Beatbox as much as I did on the Amiga version of this. But I mean, it's still it's, they did a good job of of getting these uh, pinball machines up and running and looking sharp and playing great. Absolutely. So uh, so if you want to see what we thought about the uh, 
Pinball Dreams Amstrad version, pop one over and check out ARG. And I will say this week, uh, since it's Sunday, I will be posting our new ARG. And we, this week we looked at movie games, and we took a look at uh, uh, we took a look at Ghostbusters for the Sega Master System. And my brother chose uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure on the C64. So we're going way back yeah. to try some of these uh, nutty games. And so that'll be we'll be having that by the time you hear this, it'll be out. Cool, cool. All right, Aaron. Uh, well, that's going to do it for this week's show. We'll see you next week with Apocalypse. Until then, adios. adios.